Well, as you know, we were in uh, New England this week participating in a forum, and we were in meetings Friday night, Saturday morning, and Sunday morning. And there were several, just we want to share a good report with you. There were several people baptized in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, glory to God. And a lot of them were in high, like uh, in high school age and college age. And a couple older. But the power, let me, yeah. The, and it's, it's to encourage and inspire you. That's our goal. You know, that should be the goal of every time we meet. There should be an expectation. And every person, when you come to the meeting, and listen, we've been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt that sometimes, you know, the, like we say sometimes that there's too much month at the end of the money. Amen. You know, but sometimes there's not enough gas. You 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 feel the obli- you know, the, the ob- I'm going to say obligation, but, you know, the commitment that to to participate in a prayer meeting says you're always being encouraged to participate in or the midweek service. And sometimes when you have worked all day, your flesh man is saying you deserve a break today. Have it your way. You need rest. And our flesh begins to dictate to us a path of choice. And there's a voice and it's interesting. Uh, One of the things we reminded the people as we were up there in New England is that Right now, and, and it's true here, how many remember who Rachel Scott was, one of the martyrs in the first Oklahoma shooting? Her dad traveled the world, and the, literally the world, taking a testimony of her commitment to Christ, but also carrying about the importance of who, of what frequency we tune into. And he used this analogy, like right now in this room, how many of you remember the radios that we had to, they weren't digital, you had to actually just tune them in, <laughs> you know. And he said, like right now, and he used this analogy, in this room right now, Elvis is singing. You can't hear his voice, and maybe by that suggestion you do, but right now there are heavy metal bands that are playing with their gospel and their message. Zeppelin's playing in here and all the different bands, Eagles and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even Tony Bennett might be in this room. (laughs) Amen. But we can't know, we can't realize whose voices is in the room until we take the frequency and we begin to go through the selector. And if if we don't know the exact channel, of that frequency, we began to go scale through and, and try to find that one. Love me tender. No, that's not the one I want. You know, you know what I'm saying? As we look through, and all of a sudden, he was saying this, that all those voices are around us and in the air, in the influence of the air. But the Holy Spirit's still small voice comes from the inside. So there's always this warring of the minds. There are things that are warring against our our mind or suggestions. And they're not always, you know, the devil don't show up in a red suit with a tail. He don't show up that way. Judas traveled with Jesus and his posse. Judas was selected. He was one of the disciples selected to become and be poised to become an apostle. But he committed treason. But yet, even in the committing treason to the Son of God and kingdom, he fulfilled prophecy. Amen? Now, his intention, there's no suggestion in Scripture that his intention was uh, 
you know, to see the Christ crucified, he wanted to see Jesus, and history teaches this, that his, his intention was to try to get the Messiah to do what he and the, the, the rebels wanted to see occur, to overthrow Rome. They wanted his kingdom now. They wanted him to be the boss now and to raise up an army and overcome the Romans. But Jesus said, my kingdom isn't of this world. So Judas, because of his self, selfishness and his own agenda, became the betrayer. We have to be careful in the body of Christ that we don't have a Judas spirit. Well, praise God. Anyway, say that's good preaching. But anyway, tying this in with, uh, we are sharing that with uh, up in New England. And part of the reason for that was, is that to help people tune in. And as Pastor Carol's saying, like here with praise and worship, never take it for granted. When your flesh is tired, you know, and maybe you didn't have that good night's sleep, don't let your flesh guide you. You just say, man, I'm going to worship God with all my heart, with all my mind and all my strength. Hallelujah. When my body says you don't want to lift your hands, I'm going to say, shut up and lift your hand. Hallelujah. You obey me. Amen. When it comes time to spin glory to God, just I tell you, even if you're in, if you have to get out of those seats to get in an aisle where you can spin and you feel that the compunction, do it. Glory to God. You have the freedom in this house. But people baptized. And listen, these young people, they were so hungry. They had been prayed for so long for the baptism of the Holy Ghost and yet not been released or had the encounter or the experience. When they came up in prayer, some of them, they had been believing for a long time. And when they got up there, the anointing was so strong that they were quaking. They began shaking under the power of God. Tears flooding down their face. Pow! I mean, it was like, like rivers of water flowing out. Yeah, it was like fire! Glory to God. Say, y'all preach out. Fire! Ah, Glory to God. Doesn't that feel good? And yes, and there was a girl from Brazil, um, a friend of one of the couples that frequently come to the... um, to the forums, she had been prayed for several times for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and she wanted it. She earnestly desired it, but yet had never done it. And then she became up on that line on a Saturday morning. Uh, was it Saturday, Saturday morning? Yes, Saturday morning. And the young people were getting instantly filled with the Spirit of God. <laughs> Carol got the assignment to pray for her because Carol does. God has anointed her wonderfully in that arena for praying for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Well, you just, you, you, you were directed there and we all, we all went to the young, I know, but, but the Holy Spirit took you there. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. To look at Pastor Carol and say, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. So the, uh, but as she was ministering to, these young guys got up. They were fired up. And they said, well, hey, can we pray for her too? They're just coming over to get her too. Hallelujah. Say, that's spontaneous combustion. But that instance, Carol took her because there were things that needed to be ministered to her. And almost spent an hour with her in the room. And as she was praying for this girl who so wanted this experience, tears coming down her face. And yet, it not yet being released. 
Carol said, and the Holy Spirit showed her, you've been prayed for a lot, haven't you? She said, I've been prayed for a lot. And people did not, uh, and people walked away. And yeah, Niagara Falls, crying. People don't know how to minister. There's, there's a gift of the Spirit that says the working of miracles. Sometimes you have to work that miracle, and you have to stay with them. You have to learn how to stay with it. And a lot of people, because they don't see results, they, they move on. And it's, you know why? Because their faith isn't, isn't really that developed to believe what you say you're going to have. And with praying for her, the Lord showed me that, and I looked at her. I found myself saying this while we were, while I was, we were praying and worshiping God. Just really, I was praying in spirit. I kept saying this out loud. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. And I thought, Lord, are you saying you're not? And, and then that's when he showed me what's going on. And then the Lord showed me that it's not tongues like tongues that you hear that I'm giving her. But it's through stammering lips she'll begin. And should I tell them? Okay. It's through stammering lips, and I never, ever, 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 out of all these years, ministered to hundreds and hundreds of people for the baptism. No exaggeration. exaggeration, For the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And yet in the Spirit, I could see something going on with her lips. And I went and I said to her, I said, what's going on with your lips? And she looked at me. It was such broken English, but she said, I don't know, something's going, something, I feel something. And I said, what do you feel? She said, it feels like ants. And I said, the ants? She goes, yeah, it feels like, I said, it's all tingly? She said, yes. No, no, but she didn't know how to say it. I said, is it tingly? And she said, yes. And that's when the Lord showed me. It's going to come through stammering lips. And I went, got it, Lord. So I said to her, "I'm I'm not going to leave you. Jesus isn't leaving you. He never did. When you asked him for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you got it. But it's how it's ministered to you. I'm not leaving you. Jesus isn't leaving you. And I said, dear Jesus, I looked at her and said, I feel like I'm your spiritual mama right now giving birth to something. I mean, we really had to push through. And, and, but once we got the understanding, there was a breakthrough. And then it started coming. The fire of God came all over her. She started shaking. She's sitting there in her chair. Her legs are shaking. Her legs sitting there shaking. Her whole body is quaking under the power of the Holy Ghost. And that's what it says in Acts. Jesus said, go and receive power. Don't leave till you receive that power. It's the same power that he received when the Holy Spirit came upon him, even though he was the son of God, but he came as a man. You got to remember that he came here as a mere man and he left all the glory and all that power and everything else in heaven, but came here just like us so that we could identify with him. Amen. And him with us. No excuse at all saying he'll never understand that me he wouldn't. And so here it is, and we had a glorious breakthrough. She grabbed me and held on so tight, 
and started was like groaning and crying and this joy and stammering lips that started coming out and coming out. So when we were in that back room, we could hear combustion out in the other room with everything that's going on. And then one of the ministers on the panel, the, the glory of God is just touching down at their church. So he started walking around after everybody was prayed for, after everything was finished. And he started grabbing people and saying, fire and glory. And people were screaming. They were blasted, 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 blasted back. I'm sorry. Blasted back. And we could hear the combustion out there. And then when she started, they could hear the combustion in there of the Holy Ghost. And that's what I want to say. But the revelation, the word, the anointing, I'm telling you, we need it here when we have our forums. And to come with an expectancy. So we're going to, we're, we're, we're going to change up some things. So the end of June, the last weekend of June, guys, mark it down on your yeah. calendars is the Holy Ghost Forum. You want to invite people to come out and not miss this. I'm telling you, God is touching down. Yeah, he is. He's, tu- he's touching down, everybody. Yeah. Amen. So it was glory. Oh, and, and one of the guys, the next that Sunday when we ministered yeah. at the church, so the pastor's son came. Yeah. And um, really cool, cool guy, uh, Nick came in with a, you know, knitted hat on. I guess his hair was long. His friend did too. And um, um, just like in the dream, then, and, and, you know, he had gauges and, you know, but the gauges were out and all this. And, and I thought, man, cool, dude. This is so cool. I'd take a church full of you guys. You know why? They were so excited. They were beaming they were so excited they were like whoa like you know like wow this is so cool i'm telling you they weren't sitting there serious they couldn't get enough of what god was doing and it's like yes this is what god wants to do everybody and you got to say, God, do it to me. Get me out of this, this flesh and over in the spirit. Yeah. And you're the one that's got to be the one willing to yield to it. You know, all of us, all of us. And I loved it. And so he brings his friend up and his friend is uh, going to China in August. I hope they come down for the forums in they June. Want they want to. Um, so listen, guys, if you have homes or anything that we can open up to some of these people, it would be absolutely awesome. They would sleep on the floor. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, but these guys are, are so his friend's name, I forget what his name Mateo. was. Mateo. Mateo came up and I said, you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit? And then his friend pulled out his, his hand and he had a brace on it. And I went, is that corporal tunnel? And I said, he said, yeah. And I went, God's going to heal it. I said, do you believe he can heal it right away, immediately? And he goes, yeah. And I said, I prayed with people that had corporal tunnel. I'm not exaggerating. And I said, and when we prayed, and a couple of them were supposed to get an operation, and they canceled the operation because Jesus totally healed it. Every person prayed for corporal tunnel were totally healed. Amen. And I know from going through with my hand to have those nerves, whatever, it's not a fun thing to go through. Amen. So totally healed. So my faith was right there for that. Like 
totally healed, man, totally healed. Jesus is going to heal you, dude, you know? And so they were so excited. Jesus healed him. I didn't know this, but after the service, he came up to me, took the brace off, and he's going, look, look, and he's moving his hand all around. I want glory to Jesus. Look at this. And they were ecstatic, weren't they, hon? Flying. Flying. Yeah. Flying. The pastor's son. Yeah. Praise God. Let's give Jesus praise. God's on the move. Lord Jesus, we praise you. The pastor's son had gone down, down a wrong path for a while, and he was in Teen Challenge. And April 8th was last uh, Saturday, or last Sunday, rather, April 8th. And two years ago, on April 8th, the pastor's son, Nick, got baptized with the Holy Spirit at Teen Challenge. Two years later, his, his compadre, his buddy, gets baptized in the Holy Ghost in New England and Salem, New Hampshire. Same day, boom, boom. They're out there. These guys, I mean, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, power of God. They, when the service had had ended and the pastor's uh, house was right across from the church building, they were walking over and they're buzzing, punching each other. You know, there are guys that are they're just stoked. You know, you can just see the joy of the Lord all over them. And a white dove. <laughs> they were ready to raise somebody from the dead. <laughs> Here they go over, and they're just marveling that the same day, both of these guys, the posse, the brothers, you know, that they each got baptized in the Spirit the same day, two years in, in difference. Then as they're just rejoicing, they're literally rejoicing. We're seeing it as we're leaving. A white dove comes and lands in the pastor's tree. There's never been a dove. They haven't even seen a gray dove in that area. For, for they don't remember ever seeing one. A white dove lands in the tree. And they're like, look! <laughs> they're like freaking out. <laughs> they're freaking out. So that was the climate. That was the atmosphere. And we want that for here too as well. Amen? Open your Bible to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. How many, I, I listened to, I talked with Pastor Tim about the message last week, and he had shared how God took, uh, he, he very hardly touched its notes because the Spirit of God went a different way and was communicating about the importance of the Holy Ghost in each one of our lives. Amen? He is, say, now's the time. I'm ready to work. Work up with the Holy Ghost. Okay, now listen, we're going to start with uh, chapter 1 of Corinthians 12. I'm excited. I'm stoked because God wants to use you. Don't ever forget what Jesus said in John 14. The works that I do, you shall do also and greater because I go to be with my Father. Amen? And he said when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to undo you with power, the ability to do the things of the Father and, and to do the works he did. But starting with verse 1, Paul is writing, and now concerning spirituals, the word gifts here, if you don't have your Bible and you're looking, the word gifts was added by translators because, they, because of the following list of activities of the Holy Spirit. But that word gifts is actually added and the real Greek says, now concerning spirituals, plural, or spiritual things, operations, etc. But Brother Kenneth Hagin uh, and through different scholars, they said it this way. 
spirituals could be interpreted now concerning things pertaining to the Holy Ghost. You may want to make a note in your Bible on that because it's really important. Now concerning spirituals, brethren, things pertaining to the Holy Ghost, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, the word ignorant isn't an indictment or a, a harsh thing. It means literally without knowledge or intelligence. There you go. I do not want you to be uninformed. Amen? Not have the proper information. Verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles. He's speaking to a Corinthian community carried away to these dumb idols because the Corinthians worshipped a lot of idols. There was a lot of statues and things like that that they believed to be gods or representative of their gods. However, you were led. Verse 3, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. So speaking by the Spirit of God... What is the inference here in the scripture? That you have a, you and I, and those who follow the, have put their faith and trust in Jesus, been baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Ghost. You and I can't speak in the spirit until we have the language of the spirit. Amen? Amen. So th- no one... Speaking by the Spirit, now that's a Holy Ghost language coming and flowing out of my spirit. God taught him to God. God will never say Jesus is cursed. The Holy Spirit will never say Jesus is a curse. Amen? And no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen? So... Glory to God. Now go to verse 4. He's talking to a church body of believers, and he wants to communicate the realities of Holy Ghost activity in your life and what you can believe for. Amen. Amen? Amen? There are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Verse 5. There are differences of ministries, church, but the same Lord. Verse 6. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Amen? Drop back to verse 4 with me. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Now, I want you to put, either take notes or you can write this in your Bible. Put in there as a reference Romans 12, verses 6 to 8. There are motive gifts. That, that the God has put and placed in the body of Christ. And in that list of motive gifts, one is going to be more prevalent in you than someone else next to you. Okay? But you can look at that another time. Romans 12, verses 6 to 8, reveals motive gifts that are in every one of us. Amen? Verse 5, there are differences of ministries. And write in your Bible or take a note and... Write down this reference, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. That's where Paul says to the church of Ephesus, Now Jesus has given some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for their building up and maturing. Amen? So that's the second part. of That's what verse 5 is referring to in ministries. And in chapter 6, there are diversities of activities 
And we find these activities towards the ends of this chapter in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 28 to 31. You may want to write that down. The activities, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. And he concludes, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now, God's a respecter of no man. And Carol pointed out something in her studies that when Jesus said the Holy Spirit came upon, will come upon you, of course, and amen. This promises to you and to all who are far off, Peter said in Acts chapter 2. Amen. The promise of the Holy Ghost is for every believer. It's for every believer according to the word of God. Amen. And I was sharing a little bit earlier, and I've said it on occasion here, that if I'm the devil and I lose the right to your soul and to damn you forever because of your, not, your inability by clouding your mind and trying to delude you and trying to badger you with other influences and to keep you away from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ. If I can keep you from getting saved, your soul's damned by default. But if the good news of Jesus Christ comes to you and you all right, all of a sudden you start to see, hey, I see that I do need a Savior, that I am a sinner. It's no question about it. I never had a hard time admitting I was a sinner. I was pretty proud of being a good sinner. Yeah, amen. You know, and I bought into that lie and just that kind of like off the cuff thing. I'm going to go to hell and party with my buddies. Hallelujah. Yo, dog, we're going to have a Holy Ghost. I'm not a Holy Ghost time. We're going to have a hellish time and, and party hardy in hell. Amen. You bought into the lie. And what I tell you what, out of the mouth, the heart, out of the issues of the heart, the mouth speaks out of the abundance of the heart. I said that was a repetitive thing, kind of like a joke. Especially when we were around those Christian folk, those weirdos that believed in Jesus. You know, we boasted about our sin. Thanks be unto God that he showed that there was a Savior that we need and who that Savior was. We got born again. But the Lord said, now this, that's not it. And Carol pointed this out in John chapter 20. It said that he appeared to them after his resurrection and breathed on them and they received the Holy Ghost. They were born again. But then he said, hey, now listen, that's just that you now have received life. You become a new creation. But there's another experience you absolutely is essential for you. Go and wait for the promise of the Father in the upper room in Galilee. Amen. And I'm going to come and the and Holy Spirit's going to come and bring the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. And it's absolutely essential that you receive and have this encounter and experience. Otherwise, you will not be the witnesses I've promised that you would be. And say this, God is not a man that he should lie. His power in you can change your community. It can change the, listen, the first area of influence he's given each one of us is where we live. Right there is where it begins. Amen. It's right there in your home that God gives you an, an power and authority to rule and reign in that sphere of influence. Hallelujah. Amen. That's where it starts. First of all, it starts with you. <laughs> He's given you authority to rule over your own life. Hallelujah. To rule over the fleshly desires that, that we all have experienced. You know, when you get saved, it's not a, just a, and I've shared this, it, 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 those files aren't deleted. Our past can absolutely echo, and the devil tries to accuse us based on our sin patterns of the past. 
and he tries to create new ones for us, especially after we're saved. But now that I lost your soul, if I'm the devil, the next thing I do not want you to have is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So I'm going to try to bring doctrines of demons and anything I can against the church of the living God to keep them from coming into this place that they can tap into the mysteries, that they can have this language of heaven. So if I'm the enemy of your soul, I'm going for your juggler. I'm going to try to strangle you and keep you from becoming that witness Jesus said we all could be. Hallelujah. Listen, the anointing is attractive because it's God. God in you is attractive. Hallelujah. Say it. God in me is attractive. I'll tell you what, people are drawn to it. I thought about it this morning. Here's Legion, the man, when Jesus came to the, the Gadara, and this man who had been chained, he was naked, ripped his clothes off. He would gnash, bash himself against rocks, and he was chained. He was so violent and crazy. 2,000 demons, the Bible says, were resident on the inside of him. Now, Jesus of Nazareth comes on the scene. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> he, doesn't come in the, he doesn't come to try to assault him. He is drawn to this anointing. He's drawn to the anointed one and his anointing. Hallelujah. Why have you come to torment us before our days? Come out in Jesus' name. Or he said, what is your name? Our name is Legion, for there are many. My name is Legion because we are many. That's the only case he asked the devil. Amen? He was teaching something. 2,000 demons come out, go into pigs, and the whole herd of pigs go off the cliff. This man is set free. He comes to, to sound mind. No longer tormented and controlled, influenced by demonic activity. But he was drawn. My point is, he's drawn to the anointing. Your family members, even though if they, you know, if you say that you're a believer and you love God and you're taking a stand and his light in you is shining more bright. You know, you use your head for more than a hat rack. You, you get strategies from the Lord and how to share. When I got saved, and I've shared it here before, I came against my family. I mean, I just came to my family with a message. And is you're going to hell if you ain't saved. you got to be born again. I mean, there was, I, I, I didn't play with this thing. I had a real encounter. And I knew, I was horrified that my family members, because of following a religion and, and of, you know, just the rituals of works, that they're thinking they're going to gain heaven. If they die without Christ, they're going to burn in hell forever. That, in, that impacted my life. It did. And, I mean, I hit them right like a shotgun. Sawed off shotgun, man, right in the jet. You're going to go to hell. You ain't saved. Hallelujah. Wasn't a whole lot of love in it. But I mean, but there was love motivating it. It just wasn't the right method. You don't go up to somebody, you know, you need Jesus. Amen. But I'm going to say this, that his anointing in every one of you is attractive. Whether people verbalize it or not, it is absolutely attractive in the spirit. So these gifts that we're talking about here, look at verse seven, verse seven, Josh, if you would, please. 
Yeah, always keep the last verse there. Look at verse 7. Now to each one in the body of Christ, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good or corporate good. The, these different things that Paul just covered in the previous verses, a diversity of gifts, there's motive gifts. Some people have a gift, a motive gift, let's say of hospitality. And that gift of hospitality just stands out because they're inviting people to their home. They're, you know what I'm saying? There's just, and, and a lot of people think, well, they're just nice. No, it's a gift. It's a gift of God and from God to be a blessing to the church, to the body. Amen. There's, and there's a list of things in there. So I want to just say sometimes the things that we activity we see amongst each other, let's not let's just think, that, oh, well, they're just nice or no, there's a gift. And it's something that's so beautiful that you and I can do if we have the faith to do it is begin to unwrap the gift of, in each one of us. See, if I, if I just don't just pass you by and give you a hug on Sundays, but we start to get a little, go a little bit deeper and begin to call one another once in a while to encourage, amen, that you call somebody you don't normally talk to and say, you know what, I just wanted to tell you, I know you, you, you attend good news, but I just want you to know that uh, I'm glad to be a part of the family and I'm glad you're part of the family. It can be that simple, that love extended touching somebody you know i'm amazing that the the jingles and a lot of advertisements reach out and touch someone my god that's a christian thing amen Amen? they don't have the they don't coin that phrase it's from the word so the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all look at verse eight now paul goes in to start talking about particular Gifts for to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit to another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts, gifts, plural of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues. Now this isn't the prayer language. This is diversity of tongues. It's a gift to another, the interpretation of tongues. Concluding. But one and the same spirit works all these things. Distributing to each one. If I add this to distributing to each one in his church. As he determines. Amen. So to me, that's pretty exciting. That's that's exciting. And I always use Carol as a reference here. I've lived with this woman. 50 years. Almost. Amen. We're right on the cusp of it. And when she first got born again and she read this portion of scripture, 
this was her her relationship with the Lord at that at the moment. And the way she approached it, she said, "Lord, your word says to desire earnestly spirituals, spiritual things." And I can see that these are gifts for the church. She said, "Lord, can I have them all?" Because I see that they're not for me. They're for people. A childlike prayer from the heart. But I tell you what, it put a big smile on Papa's face. He's like, yo, that's what I'm looking for. Some faith. Childlike faith. To believe what I say. Amen. We sang it this morning in that one song. I loved it because I knew it was coming. I will say who you say I am. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. That's why Pastor Carl's saying, hey, guys, come on. Get these CDs. Stop, get, turn off the country music. Not all country mu- music is demonic. You know what I mean? But why not listen to Christian music? Stuff that's inspired. Ephesians 5.18 says, don't be drunk with wine, but be being filled with the Holy Ghost, which will get you in a spiritual high. Singing songs and psalms and spiritual hymns to one another. Making melody in your heart to the Lord. Fill yourself with praise. Fill yourself with worship. Listen to it. Glory to God. You know, the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs whistle while you work. No, listen to praise while you work. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to praise while you work. (laughs) You know. Now. So the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each member of the body of Christ. You can say it that way as he wills. Now, we're going to look at a couple things, and we're going to get to where we get today. We're going to pick it up next week. There is a, in the Assembly of God movement, the Assembly of God movement really blossomed and mushroomed out of the move of Azusa Street in the early 1900s in California. The Pentecostal movement became, was really, became defined from that point. That was a defining moment. The move of the Spirit, speaking in other tongues, the power of God being revealed. And Howard Carter was a a superintendent of churches of the assemblies in England. And he was very knowledgeable about the things of the Spirit. He was the first author. He traveled the world. And by the way, part of one of the associations we were so blessed and graced to have was with Mrs. Mom Goodwin, Mrs. J.R. Goodwin of Pasadena, Texas. Dad and Mom Goodwin were pioneers in the things of the Spirit. Kenneth Hagin said regarding Dad Goodwin, he had the greatest Bible knowledge of any man he knew. Now, that's, now listen, that is more than a statement when you understand some of the colleagues that Brother Hagin and mentors he had. P.C. Nelson, who spoke seven languages. And we're talking about, you know, he, he knew a lot of intelligent folk, Brother Hagin. But as far as the Bible knowledge... Mom and Dad Goodwin were known as pioneers of the move of the Spirit of God, of word and spirit. And Howard Carter, in his travels, he would frequently come into the Goodwin's church in Pasadena. And he made this statement. He traveled the world. He said, I have never seen greater order and greater move of the Spirit than I ever have in the Goodwin's church. It was by far the qualitative, most qualitative move of word and spirit he had ever seen. Now, 
Howard Carter wrote a book on the on these nine gifts we just talked about. We're going to look at them a little more closely shortly. But he said this. All right, I'm sorry. He wrote a book on the gifts of the Spirit, and he was the first Christian writer to ever put them in different categories, the nine gifts. And he put them in these uh, the, these uh, groups, three categories. Revelation gifts, if you're taking notes, power gifts, and utterance gifts. Now, don't ever forget verse 11. But one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one as he wills. Amen. Say distributing to each one individually as he wills. Say, I am a one, and he wills. <laughs> okay. Now, in the Revelation gifts, please take notes. I'm excited about this because this is our year, guys. Last year was our year, but this year is really our year. <laughs> in the cat, yeah, no more stalemate for this house. Revelation gifts. Number one, word of knowledge. In the references of the previous scriptures. But in this category of revelation gifts. Supernatural revealings of the Holy Ghost. First one, word of knowledge. The second, the word of wisdom. And the third revelation gift is discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. Hallelujah. David said the entrance of the word gives light. Gives understanding. Amen. Y'all have that? Second category. Power gifts. Usually the men kind of like the alpha men just go. It's like pumping iron. Power gifts. Number one, working of miracles. Working of miracles. Number two, power gift. It's plural. Gifts. Plural of healing. Gifts of healing. And the third gift in that category of power is faith. Now, that's not the, the everyday faith that you and I live in and live with and live by in our Christianity. It is a supernatural endowment. We'll talk about it in a few moments. In the category of utterance gifts, vocal, number one, prophecy. It's a gift from the Holy Ghost in his church. And through his body. There's no big eyes and little U's in the kingdom. The level, the ground at the foot of the cross is level. And one thing Carol pointed out that I so love about the, the upper room. In her studies. That when the Holy Spirit sat upon the 120 in the upper room. It was, he was equally distributed to everyone regardless of their function. So we all get the same endowment of the Holy Ghost 
that empowers us. Yeah, 12 apostles and the rest were, yeah, like, just say ordinary folk. I'm glad we're all ordinary. Well, actually, we're extraordinary. <laughs> we were ordinary, but now we're extraordinary. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Now, look at this for a minute. In these, um, oh, I didn't finish the utterance. So prophecy is the first utterance gift. Then there are what we call the twin gifts. They are distinctly individual, but they work together. Diverse tongues, which is a language that is not your normal prayer language. And with that, the interpretation of tongues. So we see nine gifts here. See nine gifts? Okay. Now, interestingly, in the revelation category, the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. This, this just brings me great joy to see this part. How many of you remember that God is omniscient? Amen? He's all-knowing. His omniscience is revealed in this category. His omniscience. Through the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. His omniscience is revealed through those gifts. Now listen, the omniscient one lives in you and me. That's why Paul can pen in 1 Corinthians 2, who has known the mind of the Lord that he can instruct him? But you have the mind of Christ. In other words, you have access to the mind of Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. So under the power category, working of miracles, gifts of healing and faith, God's omnipotence is revealed. His omnipotence is all power. Glory to God. <laughs> so that characteristic of God, your father, is revealed when those gifts operate through you. Now, listen, God's never going to force any of these gifts on us or out of us. We have access to, to those gifts because of the indwelling presence of God. Amen. He, Jesus manifested all these, but all you need to do is see today. Let's, well, if you see this to be true in the scripture, then the only thing stopping any of these from operating in your experience and in your journey, in your life is asking, saying, Lord, I, I want to be a willing vessel. I want to be used by you. Amen. So, in the utterance category, prophecy, diverse tongues, and interpretation of tongues, this characteristic is manifested. God's omnipresence. When prophecy comes forth, he's speaking to the church. It's for the edification of the body of Christ. It's now. Say now. This is omnipresence. He's ever present. He's present. Hallelujah. That's why people in prophecy, especially in Pentecostal and charismatic churches. Well, we can fall into, and this is why we have to, listen, guys, it's really, it's not, you know, it, the instruction constantly comes because we become too familiar or easily become familiar. And God not, doesn't want our church experience to be a, a ritual. He doesn't want it to be mechanical. 
He wants it to be fresh manna. Glory to God. We have that picture in the Old Testament when the miracle came of feeding the people in the desert. He said, I will. So God said, Moses sought him and he said, I will send manna every morning. But by the end of the day, it spoiled and was poisonous. When it came, there was a preparation of it and a time to eat it. And there was a time to, not, to throw it out. And on the sixth day, he would give a double portion because you were not allowed to labor on the Sabbath. But there was enough manna. And that manna carried over for two days. Come on, guys. This is our God. This is our God. That's why you can't say, Jesus said, man, can't li- man doesn't exist on bread alone. But on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You, and the Bible says it. Jesus said, you, your folks ate the manna that was in the wilderness. I am the bread of life. I, Jesus of Nazareth, the word of God, am your bread, your sustenance. So if you, if you and I, we need to absolutely need to hunger for the word. And I tell you what, this morning I just felt like the Holy Spirit was just impressing on me again. Like, hey, get it back in your mouth. I hunger for the word of God. Even if you don't. Not if you, do, you know, and it's not a criticism. It's not that you don't want to, but the way we keep that fresh is by speaking it. Lord, I, I long for you. I lo- give me a hunger for your word because your word says, if I'm hungry, you'll fill me. You know, sometimes I, oh, glory. I, I mean, I'm, I'm physically hungry. Tell your body to shut up. I, and I, I, you know, in this house, it's not new. Tell your body. You set the rules for your life. I will not eat physical food until I've eaten spiritual food. Oh, boy, I got a little nervous in here. Kind of started recycling. Well, you don't know my schedule. I know your schedule. That if your things are out of whack, you need to order it. You need to rethink your schedules. Oh, that means I have to get up early. Get up early. Go to bed earlier so you can't get up early. Anything that's wrong in our life can get fixed. And this is the year of new beginnings and divine favor. Yeah, bring it into divine alignment. Let our spirits, let's get our spirits in that place of ruling and reigning in life. Listen, that's the spheres of influence. That you and I encounter. You have to understand something. The kingdom of God is in you. Say the kingdom of God is in me. Everywhere. He said to Abraham. Everywhere your foot trods. I will give you. We sang it today. We quoted it. We're of the seed of Abraham. What does that mean? That doesn't mean that you can usurp someone else's authority just because you're there. But you have to understand something. Anywhere your foot goes down and the presence of God is in you, you have the capability and the anointing right there to change that whole atmosphere. Abraham was the father of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. So we know by the word of God that seven of these spirituals were in operation in the Old Testament. Seven of those nine gifts were in operation in the Old Testament. Amen. 
Every, all except diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. Seven of the gifts were in operation all throughout the Old Testament. Miracles, healings, discerning of spirits. Amen? They were all there. Words of knowledge, words of wisdom and prophecy. But tongues and interpretation of tongues were non-existent in the Old Testament. Jesus saw fit, the head of the church, that I'm going to add the Father's desires, and I need to add to the church, as head of the church, two additional gifts of the Holy Ghost for the edification of the body. Hallelujah. Diverse tongues and interpretation of tongues. Hallelujah. Now, Mambo Diamba in Tikian Konka in Menchiango Vreteba. So, this language that you have seen here displayed so many often, so often and so many times, it is for your edification. You have Mamba Shosu, E Vota Esa, E Maiki Andota, Ena, Echiapo, Kanchakopa, Ho Patina Nechia. So, yes, don't, there has been this season at times where even your spiritual knowledge and spiritual sense has been veiled to the reality of the goodness and depth that I desire to bring forth through tongues and interpretation of tongues. So, you see the demonstration of the Brondabasi for Mangrobosu, Vretiki, Chinima, Otora, and Chinka. So you've seen the demonstration, yes, of these gifts operating in this house. And they bring forth revelation in them. So never take it for granted, my children, for I desire to impart them in you and through you. Hallelujah. 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 Say amen. amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let's bring it home for today. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. Yeah, we're in the same chapter. We're coming, dropping back to verse 7. But the manifestation. Now, I, 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 don't, I, I want you to look at this word manifestation here. In the Greek, this word manifestation is exhibition. Manifestation is more than just a a fancy word. It's an exhibition, a demonstration of something. Are you all with me? Look at the word. But the manifestation, the exhibition or public display. (laughs) The manifestation... The exhibition of the Spirit or the public display of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Are you born again today? Well, this is true for you. This is true for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. If you're saved... You've been baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Ghost. You're a candidate. Hallelujah. And you're a vessel God wants to use and flow through. 
But he goes on to say why. For the profit of all. Leave it up, Josh. Thank you, son. For the common good or the profit of all. Bobby Jean came in and the Holy Ghost spoke through the apostle of God. Apostles and prophets have a, a part of their in that mantle of establishing the church. It is to establish the church and to make sure the foundations are right. Listen, we've been a congregation since 86. But there can still be tweaking going on in the foundation. I had this picture. There was a, a huge building that I had seen that was on the beach several years ago. And all of a sudden... The, there was erosion because of the water and, of course, uh, you know, the waves, uh, a storm. A storm had come in and removed a lot of the sand that was on one corner of the building. Jeopardized the structure. Now, the structure had been built. It was established and it was producing what it was designed to produce. But because of a storm, all alert was on. Or they were going to lose this part of the building or a good portion of the building. Because of structural damage. Are you all with me? Hey, guess what? The Holy Spirit and the word of God and the, and the move of the spirit and the revealing of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Help ensure that if there's damage that's been done, it can get fixed. Hallelujah. What they do, they brought in the right equipment and the right materials to reinstate that, the structure and its stability. Hallelujah. Guess what? That happens in bodies. That happens in our experience and journeys. Amen. We've even been. That's not tongues. That's just. <laughs> We've been reassessing and just talking about our journey and a lot of our experiences. We also reflect on times of, of the difficult times, not the boo-hoo and everything else. But it was like, look what God did when we went through this difficult time. Or our kids went through difficult times and how it affects you. And listen, bad things, you know, <laughs> I rebuke that song by Billy Joel, Only the Good Die Young. No, we are going to live three score and ten plus ten and long life if God gives it to us. That's the deal. Amen. Amen. But there was something in one movie where a question was asked about God's wrath. And this guy was asking God about his wrath. And the God said, I don't know what you're talking about. And, and, but it was meaning in the context. Well, you know, when your kids need to be chastised, you chastise them. And he said, God said, I don't have to bring wrath on my kids. Sin has its own consequence. Paul said the way the scripture says the wages of sin. Come on, guys. So shouldn't that be enough information to say to you and I, I want to. I want to stay out of sin's way. Amen. So, Holy Spirit, I realize that I have a choice to make, but I can't do this without your help. Yo, I'm I am so glad you're my helper and you're God, the spirit. Amen. So. The manifestation 
The exhibition, the public display of the Spirit is given for the common good or for the profit of all. Next word. Next verse. Oh, again, it's a a repetition, I'm sorry, of the ones we had done before. But now let's come down to verse 11, and we'll get ready to close this for today, because I want to whet your appetite. All these gifts that we went in from verse 7, 8, 9, and 10 revealed the different giftings again. All these are the work of one and the same spirit. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So I ask you a question. What gift is of, of these nine is operating in you? <laughs> Carol took them all. Oh, no, no, no. He, God, he's, he, Carol, God is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. <laughs> he's more than enough. And he's all of our supply. So no cop-outs, Bill. Which of the nine gifts have you, has he flowed through you in? And I want to say this. If not now, when? If not you, who? So between now and listen, Wednesday night, Wednesdays this, we've committed Wednesdays to talking and teaching and preaching about the, the Holy Spirit. So I want to say it this way, Holy Spirit Month from here on out. We're going to be talking about the one that Jesus said is better that he goes so he could come and live in us. What, hon? We have to go into May. I have some. Oh, yeah, we're going to go into May. It's a month. Holy Spirit Month is now, from now yeah. till yeah. middle May. Because we're in the middle of April. I have something. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, uh, yeah. You done? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, no. Before you do. Okay. Say the point is. The point, the point is. is. He wills. He wills. And I need to believe. I need to believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I really want, before Carol has some things from the Lord for some folks in here, and it's a demonstration of the gifts again. But um, I challenge you to take the scriptures and go to God and say, Lord, I want to know more about the gifts, but Lord, would you use me? And if there might be one that stands out to you, Lord, would you use me in this way? Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Valerie, stand up. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come out here. Now spin around. Turn around. Lord said, that was once in your life that you went through some hardness. Spin around again. That was twice in your life. That you went through some hard times. Must have been the opposite way. The Lord said, Woohoo, made you dizzy there, huh? I want you to be dizzy in Him, <laughs> in love with Him. But the Lord said, This time, it's not going to be a hard. And don't 
worry. Don't even be concerned. Don't even strive because I have that one set aside. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So the Lord says to you, my daughter, it's been hard. It's been a struggle. You've gone through such like hard financial, felt like you're poor, felt like I'm just really. But didn't I say, daughter, that the poor in spirit will inherit the kingdom of God? And because you're born of me, all that's in my kingdom belongs to you. You are rich. You are prosperous. You are beautiful and you are lovely. And your children will rise up and call you blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Then I keep, I kept getting this and I was holding back on it. I'm trying to figure it all out and it's like, okay. But the Lord says this to you, two plus one equals three. Then there's going to be a minus of one. Okay. There's going to be a minus of one. And then the Lord's going to add another one. So you're back to two plus one equals three. And there you'll find the unity. Okay. Got it? Okay. And then there's unity. Yeah. Okay. And then it is prosperity. Yeah. And then I see this, that, and then over here, there's another whole working. And I don't have the clarity of that. He's not giving it to me, but it all has to do, this part over here has to do with business, but how to keep the prosperity flowing, even though there's going to be changes. I don't have clarity. He's not giving that to me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Isn't it wonderful to hear from the Lord? Hallelujah. Steve, I wish I could say to you, can you stand on your head? Can you stand on your head? Huh? I know. But I said, I wish I could say to you, stand on your head. Yeah. I know somebody who did that one time. And I forget what happened in the service, but he went out there and he stood on his head. I don't know if there was a word for him. Rocco, or did the Lord tell him to do that? That was in a Joe Jordan meeting. Things, crazy things would happen. We watched a man who was trying to get out of here, trying to get out because <laughs> of the crazy things that was happening. But remember, God's, God's ways are higher than our ways. And the foolish things of the world, God uses them to confound the wisdom of men. God can do whatever he wants. And if he wants to stand somebody on their head, he, he will. And I think God spoke to him to go stand on his head, and he went and stood on his head. And God spoke to him while he was standing on his head. But I want to say this. God's going to turn your life upside down. And the struggles the 
um, fears, the harassing um, voices that come at times. God says, it's over, son. Because of my love, I delivered you. And I delivered you into the glorious blood that have set you completely free. You have a love in your heart, Steve, and a compassion that he put there. And God's going to use it. And his compassion is going to overwhelm you. And the compassion is going to overwhelm others. And it's going to help others. But you see what God has ahead of you. It's going to turn you upside down, inside out. And it's going to be absolutely wonderful. No more. Lord says no more. No more. You're his son. You belong to him. No one else. There's no other voice. You belong to him. And he's going to make you very sharp and aware of those other voices. And you're going to put your hand up. You're going to say, oh, no, no. Stop in Jesus' name. You're going to do something about it. You're going to see it stop. Glorious times ahead. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pictures, pictures, pictures. Hallelujah. But Albert, picture is for you. something coming back from Holland more than just a picture that's being painted but you're going to see a picture of the working of God amen and you're going to behold it with great joy thank you Lord yeah thank you Jesus so what's being spoken right now is a word of wisdom the Lord just wanted me to say that because it's concerning a future event okay and even with um, Dennis, it's a future event that was spoken. And for my sister here, it was a word of knowledge. Regarding the past or present. Yes, word of knowledge. And a word of knowledge is regarding the past and present. And then your future is a word of wisdom. Okay? So that's how those manifestations of the Spirit of God are in there. Isn't that glorious? I also have something for yeah. Carol. Carol. Huh? I have something for Albert. Albert. I heard the Lord saying this, that in the workplace, particularly in your spheres of influence and the responsibility you carry, you, you are very meek. And yet you have great wisdom and understanding in that field. And your voice is heard. And your voice is respected. But God's saying to you, I need your voice to be a little louder. And I think it's in the confidence arena, but your God's going to, I feel a sense it's connected with promotion. If nothing else, then the respect of the wisdom that you have regarding that field. The favor of God is going to yeah. rest on it. Ha. Mr. Vince. Hallelujah. Sarge. 
Hallelujah. The Lord says he is so proud of you. Of the father, the husband, the person that you are. And he said, I've made you tall to stand tall. And when you stand tall, others are drawn to you. And the Lord says that I'm going to fill your mouth now with gifts of the spirit. And it'll come out in normal conversation, not like thus saith the Lord. But it's going to touch every person that God has you speak to. And so your tallness is going to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, every bit of it. The Lord says to you that you have, Debbie, another chapter to write. Okay? And I see it as a book form, but the Lord says it's it's just another chapter in his book. Okay? So he'll give you the download on it. Yeah. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Yeah, we touched on the you, uh, one of the power gifts being the gift of miracles. Let's all stand for a minute, please. Thank you. I want you to just stretch your hands out towards Brian. Now, I want to believe God for miracles. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you that it's, it's a public display. It's an exhibition. But it's with the greatest reverence. Lord, we ask for a miracle for Brian and Jeffrey. Lord, Brian, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the brain, the organ. In Jesus' name. Rewire it, Lord. A rewiring in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for the miraculous. In Jesus' name. You're going to two restaurants? My birthday's coming up. Your birthday. birthday's coming up. Praise Hallelujah. God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anyone here Thank today you, that has I never been. Oh, you got something else? Yeah. Go Aaron? Yeah. Hallelujah. Aaron. Am I saying it wrong? Eric? Aaron. I was, I was right. Aaron. Yeah. Go to your room, Aaron. Robert. this that the love of God is chasing after you it's been running right behind you running in front of you and no matter all the experiences in life he's been there with you 
absolutely loves you. There's nothing that you can do to try to prove yourself to him. Nothing whatsoever. Yeah, we can't clean ourselves up. There's nothing that you can say. He absolutely, with a complete, perfect love, absolutely loves you. And you're going to sense and know the tangible presence of his love as father. As father. He's a good, good father. He's a good father. He's not like our earthly dads that can screw up. Yeah. He's a good, good father, Aaron. So can I, I'm, please, yeah, Yeah, because, yeah. I don't know if you guys talk, I haven't talked at all. Aaron, you know, as, as kids, we, we want to get involved in sports and play and do these things. And sometimes, for whatever reasons, parents aren't always available to be there. But the Lord says this to you. You and me are going to have some fun time. And the Father's going to play with you. He's, he can't wait to hang out with you. So I bless you with that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wowie, dowie, dowie. Yeah, Mr. Mark. I'm going to say this to you. There's no more running away from a lot of the things that God had and wants to display. (laughs) He's got your heart like never before because you gave it to him. And all these wonderful things that you're hearing, they're for you to hear and for him to impart. You've been generous. You've given of your time, your labor. But God says there's an impartation of the gifts that are coming to you. Hallelujah. Yeah. He's talking to you. Yep. Jesus. Sometimes I used to sit there in a service and go, gee, Lord, I feel like I never get something for anybody, you know, from ministers that come in, you know, and, you know, we might get something together, you know, but like, yeah, it's very rare, you know, and, and especially when you're moving that office, but this is for you. You thought your generosity was, you probably question your generosity, but you see it, but God's going to enlarge it. And the the joy with it. And the gifts are going (laughs) to flow. So you know what that means? Everything's going to be all right for you in order for you to do this. Yeah. Glory to God transfusion of his glory in you. Happening right now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the ministering angels that are here. For blessing Mark. Ministering in 
Jesus' name. Grace. Thank you, Father. I hear the Holy Ghost saying, I'm going to bring you into a greater place to show you my face. Face to face. That you need. Breath to breath. And in that encounter, it's going to be a greater comprehension of the next chapter. And direction. Yeah. And um, <coughs> assistance. The Lord says, I'm bringing assistance to you. Angelic assistance to help you. Thank you, in Jesus. All things. Mm, straight up. Thank you, Lord. Mark, there's a, or Aaron, there's a, a verse in Scripture. It's for all of us, but the Lord wants you to know this. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Scripture says this. It's to the nation of Israel, but it can be applied personally. I know the thoughts that I have for you, and I'll put your name in there, Aaron. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. It's pretty cool. Hallelujah. Um, Vicki, I just heard this from the Lord. Just turn the corner. Just turn the corner. It's right there. Yeah. He didn't say, I'm going to turn the corner. He said, just turn the corner. It's right there. How I, how I don't even ask me what does that mean. Okay, I can't Holy tell Spirit, you. Just you. turn the corner. I remember Mom Goodwin said to us one time, she said, I forget what it was concerning, but she said, sweetheart, it's just a stone throw away. Yeah. And I sat there.